What's up, everybody? You're listening to NoCo Cinema here on WGM+. We are your guide to cinema here in the city of Chicago. I am Tom Hush. And I'm Connor Cornelius. And we're very happy to be with you for yet another week of Chicago Film Conversation on your Chicago Film Podcast. And it's yours. It's uniquely. yours. Yeah, no, we, we do this for you. I don't do this for myself. Nope. This is actually really terrible to have to come in here and do this every week so that people can hear uh, you know, from fantastic filmmakers and, and writers and actors. It's it's really a load of BS. It is. I feel I'm feeling like Atlas, you know. Just carrying <laughs> the weight of the world. Um, but it's good to know that you specifically are, are listening yeah you know we need something you need something to listen to when you're uh you know when you're cleaning mm-hmm. something to just go on in the background maybe you're listening in the car maybe you're listening on the train maybe you're avoiding work and sitting in the bathroom learning about film yeah that's what I, that's how i did it right that's, that's how this whole thing started. Exactly. Uh, today on the show, we are going to be talking about a couple of things with uh, one of our absolute favorite gra- guests and uh, one of our f- favorite friends, uh, Mr. Luke Taylor from BBF Productions. He is a writer. He is a producer. Yes. He is also now awesome. a podcaster, and we're going to get into that a little bit later, but... Uh, He's here to talk about a little event going on here in the beginning of April to help benefit BBF Productions. You may remember we talked to Luke and Marissa Lessman about their film, Phil the Film. Um, They've been working on it. It's so funny, and it's going to be a huge hit. Uh, But they need a little bit of extra help getting the back end of it all together. So they are throwing... BBF Apalooza. Luke, welcome back to the show and uh, tell us a little bit about BBF Apalooza, man. Awesome. Thanks for having me. That was a lovely intro. The, uh, they reminded me, you guys see Foxcatcher? I remember when they had that trailer for Foxcatcher. It was like, a coach is a father, a coach is a mentor. Like, it, was like, it, was, it was so creepy. But yeah, that is. He just called you creepy, Tom. No, yeah, I mean, like, he's not wrong. No, I mean, well, you're just. Steve Carell and Foxcatcher, so take, uh, take it however. Well, I'm, I'm really glad I did all the makeup then for, yeah, for that. Yeah, it looks good. You have the jutted out bulldog lip. Anyways, <laughs> BBF Apalooza. Me and Marissa Lessman, you may have heard us on No Coast. You may not have, so go back and listen to it, you fools. Uh, we are a local production company, a film production company. We're working on, uh, we've been working on Fill the Film, a, a movie that Marissa wrote. Uh, I helped produce kind of no i i did i did whatever she told me to do and we're doing a fundraiser sort of our coming out party to the world it's called bbf apalooza and it's going to be friday the 13th in, i know spooky in april um at new for at the new 400 theaters up in rogers park uh it's going to be six o'clock to nine o'clock and the sort of thing we're looking for is uh the first uh the first little wave of it we got some stand-up comedians local stand-ups a little bit of a little bit of jokes, a little bit of levity before things get dark and tragic. Mm. Um, then we're going to have You Fools, a live episode of NoCo Cinema right True there that. at the New 400 Theater. What, what did you refer to us as? The, the bad boys of Chicago to- c- cinema podcast? Uh, Tom and Connor, go to, go to our Facebook page, BBF Productions, find our event, BBF, BBF Palooza, and on there, inscribed, I coined the term, the bad boys of Chicago film podcast. Because wow. you guys are. 
You know what I mean? You don't, you don't play by the rules. That's true. Slick back the hair with oh, a little yeah. grease this is like, pomade. This is like an underground I, podcast. I yeah. do declare. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we are known as bad people. Yeah. Most and we're also look, boys. Spoiler yeah. alert. We are not men. We are boys. Yes. No. You're boys to men. Well, boys men to, to boys, really. Do you, think, do you think that doing this live show will finally make us the bad men of uh, the mad men? And as a follow-up, do you think that we'll ever be men? Um, you guys grow better facial hair than I do, so you're already mo- more of a man than I. Um, but you know, back to my thing. Quit deflecting, right? No, yeah. uh, right, no. <laughs> Answer the question. Yeah. God damn it. So we got sta- we got we're doing a nice block of stand up comedy. A lot of local comics, really funny. We're in the funniest city in the world, so come have some laughs. Then we're doing the live episode of No Coast because you guys are good friends, good people, and damn fine podcasters. Wow. And then at the end of it, we're gonna have we're having a little silent auction. Marissa has been working her ass off just like getting wonderful donations from lots of different places we got some nice little local booze she's got soul cycle d- donating some classes she's got just a, just a million things that i would probably know more about if i did as much work as she did so <laughs> <laughs> see well here's here's the thing about luke and this is what i love but also hate about luke is that he loves to downplay his involvement in right. anything right um, Luke, you work hard, and I, and that's not to say that Marissa, you both work hard. Uh, BBF Productions is a fantastically hardworking production company, and you guys are trying to get off the ground, which is a, a difficult task. And even putting together something like this is, you know, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We are certainly looking forward to it, and um, I mean, we're even we've never done a live episode before. Yeah, it's so gonna be interesting to it's going to be how it works. Yeah, right. I mean. What she, what do we wear? I I don't know. And what if it's a cash bar? Oh, oh yeah. Nice. Oh, is it a cash bar? I mean, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, what if it's a <laughs> I want to. Well, let's let's pause and acknowledge the the Grinch reference. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. What, if, <laughs> what, if, what if it's a cruel prank? Yeah. What, if, what if, it's if it's a cash bar? How <laughs> dare they? <laughs> uh, all right, but uh, and then we see. Yeah, we got a silent auction. Uh, we're doing uh, a bake sale. We got a lot of really what? good, lovely bakers in the city that are uh, going to give us some yummy. Sweets that people can purchase. Um, we're gonna have some specialty drinks. I'm thinking one called the Luke, one called the Marissa. Mm. The Luke is probably gonna be like a little whiskey, Pepsi, Grenadine, and that sort of thing. The Marissa is just gonna be a can of Stiegel Radler. <laughs> uh, and if you're not in, just in the can. Oh no 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 yeah 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 just yeah and you don't get a cup. This isn't no. if you if you want to if you want to get a cup, pay me an extra dollar. <laughs> Like this isn't you know this isn't UNICEF. I mean, <laughs> oh my God. Jesus, BBF so production zero chill. So Luke, let me get this straight. April thirteenth, yes. Friday the thirteenth, that's right. The new four hundred Rogers Park, that's right. Six to nine, blaze it. Stand up, yes. Local stand up, correct. Signature cocktails, yes. A bar. A bar. A live episode of No Coast Cinema with the Bad Boys of Chicago Film Podcast. Wow. And and what's how m- a bake sale baked good. a bake sale how much is going to cost me to get it ten dollars at the door what ten bones ten small bones it's only ten dollars only ten bucks I have twice that in my bank account perfect wow. what nice so Tom looks like we're going yeah it's on you all right it'll be on me I'd cover you guys but then I'd overdraw that's true <laughs> and then don't they- rack up those fees <laughs> and then they'll charge you for not-, not having enough money yes true the irony yeah what's <laughs> uh, banks you know. What's that all Let's about? Let's take them down real quick. <laughs> like the younger James gang. <laughs> oh, my God. Funk number 49. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're so happy to be a part of it. Um, as I said, we love you guys, and it all the all of this is going to go towards BBF, not just fill the film, finishing that up, but also BBF in general. Yeah, going forward, this is very much like a, this is very much a BBF production event. Like this is the first time me and Marissa are kind of like stepping out into the into the world. I mean, our our company is about. It's a little shy of two years old now, and we're finally like you know getting knee deep in it. Uh, Phil's wrapping up, and certainly the uh, the proceeds are going to go helping us get through post. Um, but it's also going to go to contribute to us, you know, making ourselves into a real company, helping us buy some equipment, uh, lenses for our camera. We just got. We're going to get some mics and stuff so we can make some shorts on our own. We've got mm-hmm. a short film in development based on a brilliant pilot Marissa wrote. We're uh, helping Katie Grotzinger uh, potentially make a little animated short. Um, You'll know, you'll hear about Katie later. Oh yeah, we'll sorry talk about, about that. Katie. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's, it's kind of just more than anything. It's like, hey, we're here, we're queer, and we're here for, uh, to make films in Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, for everybody listening, this is your opportunity to start getting involved. Um, you know, I mean, we we've talked to a lot of filmmakers here where the fundraising process is just inter- integral because you don't have this big money investors that are just going to be like, okay, right, here's ten k. You know, go make something with us. Um, I mean, sometimes that does happen, and there are some people who are really involved in the film community who can make things like that happen. But um, whether it is folks like, you know, Full Spectrum and um, Soft Cage who are operating as nonprofits, um, they they have to write grants and they also have to raise funds um, to BBF Productions, who is not a not for profit, but, um, you know, it's the same deal of getting all the funds in. So this is your chance to get in at the ground level and say like hey i support local art i support local cinema because that's what we're all about here um so you'll see us there see all these great comedians get some get some baked goodies yep some awesome stuff in our silent auction again i wish i could list it for you properly (laughs) yeah don't worry but you'll i mean if you go you will see you will see and how exclusive is this event i mean pretty exclusive i mean everybody is welcome obviously but uh you know the event space at the new 400 we're gonna pack we're gonna pack the place you know what i mean so i'm really excited about it i honestly think if 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 a quarter of the people that we've invited on facebook show up yeah then uh we'll have a great night absolutely yeah and like i mean you don't have to get the tickets in advance no just at the door just Just show up show up come on through uh new 400 6746 north sheridan uh over in rogers park one of the most historic theaters in all of Chicago. Absolutely. One of the best local theaters, independent, just like BBF. Uh, so we, hopefully we will see you there on April 13th. Um, another thing that we got to talk about is uh, a collaboration between us and specifically Luke. Um, Luke right. is a f- Luke loves bad movies. <laughs> I lo- I'm a lover of all movies, yes. Mr. Hush. And, yeah. and also uh, analyzing what maybe makes a movie that you think is bad not as bad as you might think absolutely yeah i, I really i'm i'm a big fan of looking for the merits in something even if it's not even p- particularly my flavor uh movies are hard to make and a lot of effort goes into them and i try to you know appreciate things for what they are even if they're not you know citizen kane sure and i mean um a very a very smart friend of ours on facebook not too long ago uh spencer yep spencer um he said something that really uh really got my brain going in a lot of ways oh yeah man me too i haven't been able to stop thinking about it yeah i mean it's spencer warren who you may know from uh 
soft cage. Yep. He's on he's on the board on there, the board. and um, an extremely smart guy, extremely um, well versed man. He, we were talking about our Oscar bet, yeah, and um, in he, which I had to watch seven days of Avatar: The Last Airbender, yeah, and naturally, <laughs> like a wiener, he just kind of complained about it. Hey, I was. It was a dark day. <laughs> I I understand that, but Spencer Spence, he uh, he said something really fantastic on Facebook, which was every film is a textbook, and that you can learn something from every every film, no matter what. There's something that you can take away from it, so you might as well just enjoy the experience of being able to learn something, whether it's how to do or how not to do something. So, kind of from that idea and also luke's fantastic brain came a new podcast that um we are kind of doing uh under the no coast banner it's called bad movie brunch starring luke taylor and also his friend out in la katie grotzinger can you tell us a little bit about bad movie brunch absolutely so me and katie uh both did grad school here in chicago at depaul uh, we were roommates out in LA for a little while too, uh, and a lot of our friendship is based on watching flicks together. And they're not always the best. Uh, your friend Spencer put it far more eloquently than I ever would have. That's a the the textbook. Yeah, that's 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 brilliant. That's gonna boggle. Put my that on your grave, bit. man. Yeah. Oh, I will. Um, Every film a textbook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we really like watching movies. We really like looking for, um, you know the good and the bad and the bad and the good and everything else and just sort of enjoying things for what they are in film. Uh, a lot of it was spurned on by uh, us watching flicks like Batman v Superman, which uh, we're going to cover in our pilot, yeah. have covered in our pilot. Um, we're going to dig into just the lore. The uh, And it's not going to be like, I don't think it's going to be stuff like, we're not going to be doing like The Room. You know what I mean? Like no. It's not like, yeah. we're not going to be doing like, oh, that's the, like, you know, the top 10 bad movies. You know, we're going to, it's from our own heart, our own minds and, uh, things that interest us and things that like you know get us going and want us to talk right and um one that's one of the things i like best about it is that this is not about trying to trash movies it's about looking at movies that may have been cast aside and finding a lot of good in them or maybe taking you know uh very movies that are held in a very high regard for something or have been culturally considered good and uh, maybe trying to bring them down a little bit and poke some holes in the um, in in the legend of things, you know? I just love the premise of that. I think that it's so important, particularly looking at bad movies and, and trying to find the merits in them. As Luke said earlier, you know, it's hard to make movies. It's not an easy thing. It takes teams. It takes like hundreds of people to turn something out. And then um, I, I've been thinking a lot about that scene in, in Birdman where mm-hmm. uh, he's talking to the critic and he's like, I literally stake my entire life on this. You know, like if, if this goes bad, if I have one bad night, I'm done. And all it takes is 15 minutes for you to say that this is shit or terrible. And then it's it, then it's done. And you just killed my production, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that that happened a lot with... Uh, what you talk about in your first episode, Luke, uh, with Batman versus Superman. Absolutely. Let's dig into that a little bit because as we, as I listened to that first episode, um, which will be released in the very near future, very soon, um, sitting there listening to you and Katie Grossinger talk about it, it completely, you know, changed my attitude towards not just that movie, but to how I approach a movie that. 
I found that I had issue with the first time I saw it. Um, as a result of listening to that episode, I called Luke mm. and I said, Luke, I need to borrow all your copies of the DC Universe <laughs> movies because I I don't know where I'm at with this anymore because I, I remember originally watching Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Uh, I took my 15-year-old brother. He was 15 at the time. We went to the classic cinemas in Woodstock, Illinois. Uh, filming location, exterior filming location oh for God. Groundhog Day. Classic. Something that we, they will, as Connor and I, we grew up out in that area. We grew up in Crystal Lake, not far from Woodstock, but out in Woodstock, they literally will not let you forget the fact that Groundhog Day was filmed there. You'll just be walking down the street and people will whisper in your ear, hey, did you know that Groundhog Day was filmed here? Bill it's like, Murray. leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. <laughs> leave me alone. It's like, it's like that Hail Hydra shit in Winter Soldier. It's like, we'll oh, get, yeah. get to your oh my god but uh saw it at the classic cinemas and which is a lovely theater shout out um department or dawn of justice not 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 not. (laughs) (laughs) yeah we i just remember sitting through the theatrical that theatrical cut and being like holy hell this is nearly unwatchable i was by the time we got to the end of the movie me and my brother were like basically begging for it to be over we didn't want to walk out because we were kind of invested in this point just to see what happens but there was so much of it that i just like at the time at the time i could not get past it was driving me crazy and um when luke and i first met about a year you know a little over a year ago it came to light that he loves Batman v, not just loves Batman v Superman but thinks that it is a masterpiece. I do. I think it's a masterclass. Uh I think it's a magnum opus for Zack Snyder. Uh Really? I I truly do. I think I I don't I not I, I mean like as I've said on the pod as I've said to you guys, I think Man of Steel is probably the most solid, mm-hmm. but that movie is just such a batshit weird like just something you wouldn't have expected to see especially in the comic book genre with like a like a one heroes like this yeah. is superman and batman like you know what i mean like this american the, icons icons and like instead of doing something that you'd come to expect they took it you know it's not that it's not that different than what nolan did with batman and like took it his way and like you know grounded it and like this mm-hmm. is my take on batman and it's like not gonna stick to the comics exactly uh you know his his snyder's take was just you know maybe equally depressing but um and it, it was so different it, it was um as the as a cri- the critic that I've recently uh, been reading a lot of because of his love of the DC universe, uh, Mr. Armand White, over at the National Review, conservative uh, conservative magazine, the National Review, he is one of Zack Snyder's biggest fans, and he thinks that basically uh, Batman versus Superman is as same as you. He thinks it's a masterpiece. He thinks Zack not only that, but Zack Snyder is uh, is a genius, and that that movie is basically about the culture war. In, in society and all this kind of stuff. He really, I, I don't know, I rarely agree with him, but I would be wrong to say that his writings on, on these films that he loves are, aren't like beautiful, like is some beautiful critical writing. And I'm just like, wow, if I, if I had not seen this movie, this guy would have convinced me to go see Batman versus Superman and be like, this is genius. So, um, yeah, he says that, Zack Snyder, he credits Zack Snyder for having created like a 
renaissance yeah the superhero, superhero genre. genre starting with watchmen in 2009 he's sure. like Zack snyder is the superhero uh <laughs> director of the ages uh i wanted to ask you connor when did you first see batman versus superman i saw it when it like shortly after it came out on on digital um but i here's a couple things that i don't really like about most of Zack snyder's movies mm-hmm. like 300 even hasn't aged well for me and i know that it's like one of his more solid movies but here's the thing. I'm not a huge fan of a lot of slow motion, which is it seems to punctuate every action scene in mm-hmm. all of his movies, which I don't really like that much. It's a it's a taste thing, but didn't like that that much about it. I didn't like the sort of I don't want to say it's like fetishistic, but the weaponry in that it sort of it kind of goes against what I view Batman as. And it, obviously, Zack Snyder is taking the characters in his own direction like nolan took his batman and everything so i want to i want to like tamp down my distaste for it sure because he has to have a certain amount of creative license and you should be able to i should be able to give that to him but i uh i guess i'll say this i don't agree with the directions that he took the characters and i don't find batman versus superman um an enjoyable watch for me for me yeah and I'll but, agree that it's a. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll agree. It, I mean, it's it's certainly a flawed film. Like that's that's not me saying like what a perfect movie it is, what a perfect screenplay. Like me and Katie dig into it. There's a lot of issues this flick, um, but you know, it's kind of just us highlighting the positives while also acknowledging the negatives. You know what I mean? And that's like my my sincerest wish is that all I get somebody to do is watch a movie they'd never seen before or give a movie a second look that they thought they you know hated. You know what I mean? And do and do it over brunch. Yeah, and do yeah. it over brunch. Yeah, crack you know crack a brew, cook yeah. some eggs, and listen sure. to these guys because uh, one of my favorite things about you and Katie is your is your beautiful rapport. Yeah, uh, it, you two are so much fun um, to listen to, and she she's so knowledgeable as well. Both of you have a really great perspective on things that uh, just cannot be denied. Cannot be denied, to, and it's a it's a true delight to listen to. Um, I want to ask a question about something you mentioned about uh nolan also having this sort of very i mean when you watch the batman movies it's so nolan-esque yeah just as much as when you watch batman versus superman it is so snyder right like it's undeniably him it's got all the hallmarks of his of his visual style um as you mentioned the slow-mo which honestly that's my favorite part of it i love the (laughs) like i love the way he shoots action um it's it's uh as as Mr. Armand White put it, it's like it's like uh, sensual kinetics, and I'm just like I get what he's saying with that. I get what he's saying, sensual kinetics, like the bot. He's very it's very Renaissancey in its in its like appreciation for the body in a lot of ways. But sure. uh, why with Nolan? Nolan, I think since we're kind of far away from it now, I don't think people remember how big of a deal it was that nolan was doing this take on the dark knight like this super moody very dark he i mean i would say nolan was the one that really ushered in the dark and gritty superhero thing and well um, i mean what about all the cartoons that came in the 90s oh i mean sure but even then it was i guess in a in the live action in terms of studio in terms of studio films let's put it that way so in terms of big screen adaptations of of the batman mythos we had i mean the last one was batman and robin 
which it has bat nipples. Yeah. And is like bonkers. Tac- tactical nips. <laughs> well, I love like and there's a scene where he like pulls out his Batman credit card. Yeah. He's like, I'll put it on my card. And it's like it's so ridiculous. We go from Joel Schumacher's just wide eyed, insane uh Batman movies to these really moody dramatic sort of things why do you think that that was such a bigger critical and commercial draw for people versus batman v superman now batman batman versus superman was still a commercial draw it still made a ton of money at the box office because people it's i mean it came at what i would consider the height of the superhero uh you know thing i mean i guess we're still climbing but for me like my interest in superhero films really peaked in about 2016 um so it came at a really high point civil war was also happening at that time but critically it was just a total it was a wash really i was it was less than averagely received why do you think nolan's batman is considered artistic and like you know a a fantastic take on the character while snyder's is considered like basically childish and dumb i think uh i think every generation gets their batman and gets their take and like then once they're uh once they've grown up a bit they uh romanticize what they had before like sure. there was the 60s batman for a long time and then aside from the comics and like frank miller like renaissancing that and like the in the 80s and stuff with dark knight returns and then batman year one and stuff like all you had for a long time of on-screen batman was adam west and then when tim burton came along tim batman and batman returns are absolutely unmistakably tim burton films yeah they're so like, goth and and like they, that's him like you know what i mean and cool. he got to take yeah. and like but people consider it the quintessential take at, at least uh people of like my father's generation and stuff that's their batman mm-hmm. but like those movies upon review uh don't age probably as well as people remember they do yeah uh, but, like, i definitely tried to watch the michael keaton batmans and like i they're cool yeah but they really just feel not Batman. I guess. Right. I guess I'm. I'm part of that same thing. Where yeah. when I saw Batman Begins in 2005, I shit my pants. I yeah. was like, "This is amazing! I can't even believe that they would make a superhero mm-hmm. movie like this." And then the Dark Knight. Yeah. Oh I, my god. Like, I feel like camp was maybe killing the superhero genre a little bit. It needed to be brought out of that. Like even the Burton films were darker, but like his suit wasn't. There's still camp. His suit was like all plastic and like you, it squeaked and stuff. You know. I mean, you still got what's his name. You still got fucking jack nicholson dancing around to prince right and like defacing it, it a museum is unbelievable that scene like yeah, I, yeah. I rewatched I, it pretty recently and he's like, like on the terrible. float and like the joker gas and like yeah. lo- like those like love that joker <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh it, it was cool but like you know at, but i mean think about it if all you ever had your whole life was reruns reruns of the 60s batman show and then you got batman with michael keaton in that black suit and he's like just like punching criminals and like just like total got like that that was groundbreaking at the time and that was batman begins for like our generation and yeah. stuff like that there i i can't speak i guess personally but i assume there's a a generation of kids that uh, uh batfleck and dvs <laughs> and justice league is their batman that's the batman they know and love that's the first one you know what i mean um i think maybe it wasn't as well received as uh uh nolan's take uh because nolan's take was a very closed standalone uh 
gritty take on heroes that we hadn't seen yet especially on the heels of schumacher taking over the uh, batman franchise and mm-hmm. turning it into just like a merchandising vehicle where we just want to sell toys to kids and right. we're not concerned with this being a film anymore uh after tim burton departed because batman returns was just too dark and weird for them uh and that's what happens that's what happens every time anytime they get too dark and weird they balk it happened again with nolan when uh dark knight took you to rock bottom like batman begins there's like you can see the studio in there but it made money and they're like all right keys the kingdom and dark knight was like dark you know what i yeah. mean like oh, let yeah. me like it's very it was depressing. messed up depressing and then you come back with dark knight rises which is like it sticks out like a sore thumb in that trilogy it, it's it's very campy like in i mean maybe not in comparison to like a regular comic book movie but in comparison to batman begins and dark knight like that is a cartoonish movie yeah and like i don't I, I don't buy the fire it. rises, my yeah. brother. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> they've adopted the darkness. <laughs> He's the Batman's not evil. He saved my boy. <laughs> How they all just drop their guns to have a fist fight in the streets. It's oh, like, yeah. and have you ever watched like the extras in that scene? It's it's horrifying. It's like I don't even know if Nolan was like, I, I don't want to offend well, Christopher Nolan, but I don't even know if he was on set like some, for some of it. Some people have said that by Dark Knight Rises, he was checked out. It's unreal because like, he wanted to make Inception. They're like, like he was busy with Inception and he wanted to make Dunkirk and he wanted to do this. Yeah, the next thing. Let's do the daylight fight and like people in the background are like not even like fists aren't even connecting to faces and stuff like that like it just it it gets weird it goes off the rails because i think dark knight i mean obviously mad successful but i i think wb just can't handle like things getting that real because like batman v superman took it to like man of steel was a pretty moody but like still like familiar comic book like uh template and then batman v superman is just like everybody is depressed there are maybe two jokes or smiles in the entire movie like everything is like piss poor and dark but you know what that was like the take and as soon as that happened they balked again and like suicide squad got like all mashed up and like changed Mm -hmm. a little bit and then uh wonder woman went back to like the sort of marvel template and then justice league is like okay like again and i say it in our pod on baby Brunch, that that's joss whedon kind of joel schumacher that whole thing like yeah. that that feels it's it, it's dissonant like it, it doesn't it is i that's a good way to put it is dissonant because uh, after watching um i think really you just need to watch man of steel because it's it's this weird it's almost like a superman story really at the end of the day yeah and um it was interesting to get catch a glimpse of snyder's real vision when it came to that so realistically if you watch man Man of steel batman v superman and justice league that's you could just stop the dc universe right there because it's the story is quote-unquote done like it leaves itself open because now you have the justice league they exist but like you could really just not go on from there and that's the completion of the story part of me thought they would like after like i mean justice league made less money than man of steel yeah like the big team up like i mean like it didn't bring in what they wanted and like fans like on the internet weren't happy about it like there were the people still banging the drum like this is what we wanted finally but most people who were like actually a fan of like the first two and the snyder trilogy we'll call it like what was that and like me especially like i was expecting this to be the crowning jewel this is my trilogy i was so excited and uh you know I wish they would have just kind of... I mean, it was supposed to be a two-parter. Like, you could tell that like, for part one was supposed to be Steppenwolf, and you get one weird dark side mention that they didn't cut out in Justice League. Yeah. We're like, yeah, for dark side and stuff like that, and, like, dark side was going to be the big bad for Justice League 2 and everything, like, and it all... Uh, I'm well, getting I'm getting worked up, Tom. But, I, are, but are they scrapping Batfleck? I the That's rumor I there's rumors. The rumor has it. I don't know. I you know what's <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal's been mentioned a lot. Yeah, but he's been mentioned since uh, since Batman Begins. Like I mean, he yeah. he was almost he was almost Batman instead of Bale. 
Um, that would have been interesting. Yeah, I mean, these people. It's weird how WB does it. Like the people that end up playing those heroes get ca- like get called into audition for it like multiple times. Like Henry Cavill uh, and Brandon Routh auditioned for Smallville. Uh, Brandon Routh, I'm sure of. Maybe not Henry Cavill, mm-hmm. but I know Henry Cavill auditioned for Superman Returns. Um, and then Brandon Routh ended up getting it, and then finally it went to Cavill. Like yeah. Army Hammer was supposed to be Batman like three times. Yeah, you know I remember what I mean? that. Like when they were going to make that Justice League movie in the mid two thousands. Yeah, with George Miller and from Mad Max. Jay Baruchel as Maxwell Lord, the villain. I would have watched the hell oh out of that. Wow. Yeah, it would have been incredible. What a weird, what a weird place. What a weird place the no. Warner Brothers lot is. Um, again, you can listen to Ma- Bad Movie Brunch coming soon. Uh, keep up with us and we will let you know when um, that is going to launch and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun um, I know today I mean today you're listening to this on Monday so you'll you know but we're uh, we're going to be talking about Victor Frankenstein oh, you and Katie yeah. are going to be talking Victor Frankenstein which is a, a an odd movie it is a trip <laughs> it, is, it is a head trip I know Katie's a big fan so we're looking forward to that uh, don't forget BBF Apalooza April 13th it's a Friday Get get out of your house for Come Christ's sake. Come see Connor, it. get God out of your sake. house. Hey, I'm going. What? I, just, I told you. Huh? I told. <laughs> what? Wait. Did you Are say you something? Going? I I bought the Divider tickets, Tom. Huh? Well, I mean, we got to do the live pod. Would... Can you imagine if we did the live pod from like outside the actual event? Yeah. Just like on the. Or on just the... from home. We just oh, called. Yeah. We, phoned it, we literally <laughs> phoned it in. <laughs> And also, I want to I want to let everybody know too. If you if you can't make the event and you still want to throw some shekels our way, help support local film, you can go to our uh, website www.bbfprods.com, and we do have a donate button leading to our GoFundMe. Um, you know, you can give us support from the interwebs if you want to, but you know, either way is cool with us. As long as you love us, we love you. Yeah, man. I mean, you guys are fantastic. They um, also like them on Facebook. Yeah, please do. BBF Productions on Facebook. Um, Yeah, we're going to be there. It's going to be great. Um, I know it's a little bit of a short one today, but that's because um, I'm going to be I'm going to be leaving here for Scotland. Um, I'm going to be heading to the UK, going to be gone for a week. So it might be a little while before we hear from me again, hear from each other again. But um, we'll be back very, very soon. Keep an eye out for Bad Movie Brunch. BBF Apalooza on April 13th. Thank you, Luke, so much for coming on. Oh, thanks really for having me. I really appreciate it, man. Um, this is No Coast Cinema, your guide to cinema here in the city of Chicago and sometimes all around the world, but mostly in Chicago. I'm Tom Hush. <laughs> and I'm sometimes Connor Cornelius. Oh. Well, mostly, Con- mostly Connor Pulls Cornelius. the mask off. <laughs> no! Oh! It's Mr. Witherby, the man who owns the abandoned amusement park. Why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? <laughs> Weatherby! <laughs> what the what are you talking about? Uh, we will see you all very, very soon. We love you. Noco Cinema. Yeah. Tom Hush. Connor Cornelius. Yeah, see you guys right. next time. <laughs>